TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Score North Twin Show. Patrick Royce on baseball. Pat down in Fort Myers. Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill hanging out here in the Twin Cities. Pat, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm at the ballpark, but I got the uh, shade closed here, the window closed, so we don't have to hear the music and uh, <laughs> and all that uh, other stuff in the background. Bleep so, the ambience. Of course, your last game here was that Friday night against the Gophers. We all wanted that shade closed just to keep the wind out. It was. Uh, it had to be blowing 30. It was freezing in here. People don't want to hear that in the Twin Cities, Pat, but I can confirm it was oh, frigid it was, and terrible. It was awful, and... Uh, uh, we got to see a 16 to nothing thriller, too. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I talked to Brent Rooker today. His head is fine. Good. Uh, Good to hear. He got hit in the head by that uh, young gopher lefty. Uh, I I don't know if it was you I was talking to or LaBelle or somebody, but we saw him warming up this uh, lefty for the gophers, and he kind of a sidearm lefty, and the catcher was chasing stuff all over back down there in the bullpen area and we said this could be bad and then he comes in and hits rooker in the head you know pat so, not the first time i've been confused with lavelli neal and it won't be the last either yeah but uh yeah well that's true because you're not only uh are you uh of different ethnic background but you're you're both uh, you're you're slightly different ethnic background but you're both the same frame strikingly so similar it. build yes, yes. yes. <laughs> right. it's, um so it, it's uh, Lavelle looks like uh, you know uh, Al Roker, and uh, before he lost weight, and uh, I'm not sure who you look. I get the five foot six Conan O'Brien a lot. Oh, uh, that's true. Conan that's six true. four yeah. or whatever yeah. he is. Uh, so we got to witness that wonderful display of baseball purity, sixteen nothing against the Gophers, and then I I was not there for the opener against the Blue Jays, Pat, but. That, another kind of interesting display, mercifully ended uh, when a runner got thrown out at third base to end in a 5-5 tie in nine innings. But before that happened, we saw Jose Barrios make his spring debut. What would you think yeah, of the kid? I thought he uh, was pretty dang good uh, for this early in the year. Uh, you know, I think they're trying to get that uh, breaking ball of his to go more uh, up and down than uh, sideways. Okay. And because uh, he, uh, you know, actually – uh, believe it or not, my son, uh, when he was struggling last year, he sends me this disgusted text saying, everything he throws is on the same plane. Yeah. Uh, that's his problem. So uh, by I was talking to Falvey about very uh, different things, and he said, he said, as a general, you know, generalization when you're, and he was talking about the, uh, the technology and stuff, which shows the way the, you know, the right down to the minute detail, the way a breaking ball is working. And he says, for instance, a guy like uh, Jose Barreos may find out that he should throw the ball more, uh, you know, down uh, than, than sideways. His breaking pitch might be better. And uh, and then I, I took that to mean uh, that uh, that was an example of uh, what they're trying to do with <laughs> yes. him. But he... Uh, he did look uh, good yesterday. He looked like uh, you know they had him go sometimes in the spring. If you try, if you struggle at all the first time out, they'll just not bring you out for the second inning. But he just breezed through it, so they brought him out for a second inning and 
Uh, one thing about him, you never have to worry about him not being in condition. Right, wow. right. Uh, yeah, this uh, this could be it, man. I don't know. It's uh, they got some really interesting situations. If if you should try to sign some of these guys on the uh, on the prospect of them being great and try to get them cheap or wait until they are great. Uh, Buxton and him both would be two examples of that uh, for me. Where are you on that, Pat? Because uh, you, me, and Manny talked this off season about, hey, what extension candidates might make sense, and his name came up pretty prominently in that discussion. Yeah, I just, but you know what? I think we've talked about this too. As much money as pitchers got this winter, it's probably that whatever number he was asking for on uh october 1st probably changed dramatically by january 1st don't you think yeah it could be yeah, probably I mean, so uh you know he just go out and have a great what's the worst thing that can happen he goes out and has a great year and you win a lot of games yeah, so. he wins a cy young and he's unsignable yeah <laughs> that's okay that's, that ha- that happens yeah. but uh uh yeah he's uh i i would my theory on him as i've said before is he really he does not bounce back from for want of a better word badness you know he's uh yeah he he lets that turn into four or five games i think he's a i think he's got a busy mind and he's uh what's that stuff linger he yeah he lets it eat at him and uh and i don't think he gets much relaxation i did tell you this guys a couple weeks ago it's uh uh first day i was in there pitchers and catchers uh you know the first workout and i saw wes johnson over there talking to him sitting in front of him and could not have been explaining to him more clearly what their plan for him is this year and he was basically telling him uh if there's a chance to give you if if you're we're gonna have a five-man rotation and you know if when the season starts if we play all our games you'll be pitching every fifth day but as we get into the season more and those off days pop up, you're going to get the day off. We're not going to pitch you on, uh, you know, we're going to take advantage of the opportunity to give you that day off. So that might be cost you two, three starts from last year. And he, he was just trying to explain to him that, hey, this is not, we're not trying to hold down your numbers or anything. We're trying to, uh, we're, we're trying to, uh, Make opposite. you as strong as possible for uh, September and hopefully October. So, but it was—I I am really—I'm intrigued on the way these guys go and explain things to people here. They're very this this whole coaching staff coaching approach is, you know, tell people ahead of time what's going on and not not to let them discover it. You know, so. Do you watch, uh, do you hear any of the broadcast, Pat? Because I was watching on TV back in the Twin Cities, and they were doing the simulcast with Corey Provis and Dan Gladden. Latroy Hawkins joined him for a spell. Um, did you get to hear any of that? No, no, I didn't. So one of the things they talked about with Barrios is this rest and recovery that you're referring to, and, and Gladdy, uh, I think just for purposes of Devil's Advocate, says, well, back when I was playing, uh, guys would think, you know, run stairs or do your sprints or pulls or whatever. Yes, right. You know, the day after a start to sort of flush the system, he said. And Latroy Hawkins was in there and said, yeah, but now we have studies and research that shows that that's not the most helpful for peak performance. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. But I do think it's a fascinating glimpse oh, into well, how they're trying to handle Jose this year. Well, Gladdy and I happened to, and Provis was in there too, maybe before that game, had to have, had a discussion about that. 
and how the legs are, uh, you know, Nolan Ryan always said it was the legs. Roger Clemens always said it was the legs and, uh, you know, that the, were the key to pitching. And the, the, the solution pitchers had for those legs, in addition to, you know, pounding some of the weight machines, was running. You, you were, were Derek, when you first came to spring training, were they still running in the outfield during games? Or yeah. Did they, they stopped that. Yep, yep. But, They'd go run on the morning track, yeah. You would run every day. And the only runner left, really, is Barrios. Yes. He still mm-hmm. runs. He's about the only one that still runs. They, I mean, they, you know, they might jog a little bit, but uh, the the idea of daily running is uh, that for pitchers that's gone. That's, and and uh, that sprinting hill is gone too, Pat, out in Fort Myers. They got rid of uh, <laughs> Mount Perry, man. Yes, I was very, gone. I w- I was here in November when they were first taking that apart. I was <laughs> no. very sad, and then uh, then it was gone in January when I came back. We so. joked with some twins people about that. That you know, uh, not sure you guys are going to be able to re- recreate the magic of last year without that running hill. And they said, <laughs> yeah. well. The practical applications for running on hills in baseball pretty much went out the window when they took it out in Houston. <laughs> or Crosley Field. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> it didn't seem relevant anymore. Well, it was obviously a leg-strengthening yes. uh, idea. And now now we – I guess we strengthen legs other ways now. I, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I'm – you know, you're always optimistic about that kid. And, uh, and you know, he's not the kid anymore. And uh, – uh, 30 starts, uh, he's, he's, he can be a number one starter. Everybody says they don't have a number one starter. He can be a number one starter. Yep, I agree he's with that. He's got stuff yeah. to be a number one starter. I agree with that, and I'm especially curious about this curveball that you're talking about because, uh, as your son pointed out, there is an interesting problem with Barrios, and sometimes like his stuff was so nasty, right? Let's just think through it. He's got yeah. the, the four-seam fastball, good. He's got that two-seam runner that sometimes would run from – inside on a lefty all the way to outside off the, mm-hmm. off the plate like that run was absurd uh the curveball that sort of just broke straight in the other direction and then the changeup, which didn't yeah. have that much drop off to it but but all those pitches I, I thought early in the i thought early in the year when he was really rolling his changeup was just really uh improved i, I think much, that's the difference maker for him but uh you know he just has to stay away from that six start you know, six out of seven starts that he just kind of hits that wall and can't recover fast. He's, you know, you could 30, 31 starts. We'll give you five clunkers, right? Clunkers. Sure, sure, you can yeah, have yeah. five clunkers. That, that, but when they come in a, when they come consecutively is what kind of rattles you, right? Yeah, when it's, yeah. you know, that they're okay. You know, Verlander goes out and gets rocked, you know, two and a third, or three and a third, and then the next game he goes seven and a third, right? <laughs> that's a shutout, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, I <laughs> right. mean, that's, and and uh, at this point Jose hasn't had that. Uh, although a couple of years ago, I remember we were on him. What's going on? He had about five straight bad starts, and then he went a two hitter or something. Mm. He was great. So not just Barrios, Pat. Um, they got the trio of ace bullpen arms in there: Sergio Romo, Tyler Clippard, and Taylor Rogers. This has a chance to be a pretty I, good unit. I don't put Clippard in, in that category yet. Okay. I, I think he's well behind Duffy, don't you? Oh well, Duffy might yeah. be the best they've got. Yeah. Well, except for Rogers. I but, think uh, Duffy could be better than Rogers. Rogers, Duffy, uh, May, Latell. They got those four, and then uh, Romo was. Uh, you know, Romo will be around and. Uh, and Clippard, I think, will probably make the club, right? Oh, yeah. I think they brought him in to sort of be <laughs> another veteran stabilizer. 
Manny, you know what's funny about being in a clubhouse and then some of these writers come in to visit, you know, from yeah. guys from L.A., you know, like, like some of the newspapers or the websites still send reporters to make old sports writers to make the entire trip around the camp. Yeah. And every one of them that walks in goes over and greets Clippard. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Hey, and then Hill. Oh, hey, Rich, how you doing? The old guys, right? You know, yeah, well, Clippard's been, there isn't, Clifford knows more sports writers than I do. You know, he's, been, he's uh, what? How many clubs is this now? Eight or nine, something like. Gotta that. be close to that. I, I would oh, think. God, yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems like I didn't. I haven't talked to him yet. He seems like a hell of a guy, though. Everybody, but God, it's all like big hugs and kisses every time a sixty-year-old writer comes in the, <laughs> in the clubhouse. Oh years. yeah, Tyler, I covered you when you were in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I remember right. that. Yeah. Thirteen yeah. years in the big leagues, uh, nine different clubs, nine. most Woo. of them Washington. Yeah, gee, I wonder what's the longest he ever stayed anywhere. Uh, seven years with the oh, Nats. Really? It sounds yeah. like 08 oh. to twenty fourteen oh. with Washington. It's funny when they, you stick with a guy, and then boy, you start traveling, and when you're that age, it never ends because you know. I mean, Romo. Yes. Yeah. Is he was with the Giants forever, and now it's, uh, you know, if the tw- if something disastrous would happen to the Twins, and there were like eight out and the end of July, I'm not predicting it, but Rome would be gone again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'd be gone again. He'd be somewhere else. I w- I saw him in the clubhouse this morning, though, and he wasn't being loud. I don't know what. To- maybe he's got laryngitis or something. Uh, well, there's a first time for everything. Yes, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> He's something, man. But this pin has a pretty pretty good chance of being good, Pat. I mean, it's, yeah, they, I'd like another arms. lefty, wouldn't you? I'd like another lefty, but uh, right now yeah. Rogers is their only left-hander. So, but uh, yeah, it yeah, it is funny because last year they let you left spring training. So, oh my God, this bullpen is horrible. Well, hey, remind me, Derek. Yeah. Did Duffy was down right? Yeah. Last year yeah, he was not. Yeah, he, it, it, I don't know if at the start of the year, but he was down, he was in Rochester like twice before he came to stay. Right, he was down twice in the legend. The year goes. before it was eight times, I think. That he wow, was you're down. kidding? Eight? I think it was eight. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I didn't remember it was that many. But the legend has it. Last year he was part of a doubleheader, and I I don't remember the circumstances. If it was the White Sox or Tigers, uh, anyways, a a doubleheader last year played because of weather. And Duffy was recalled to be the 26th guy. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, of course, he was going to go pack his bags and head back for Rochester when he got a phone call or his agent got a phone call or something that said, hey, might want to might want to hang around. There's some some motion with the roster. Maybe maybe just don't get on that flight back bound <laughs> for New York. And uh, I think he was up then the rest of the year after that. And that's when he became, you know, Tyler Duffy in capital letters. Yeah. Well, he's uh I really, uh, I I went up to him. I don't know when it was, like the second time he was back or something. And I, you know, I, I guess I've told you guys this, but I, I don't do this, you know. But I went up to him and said, I think you're throwing the ball better than you ever have. And the results haven't been great, but. I said your stuff is the best I've ever seen it. You know, you when you when you had those ten good starts, it was all curveball and people weren't used to hitting against you. Yep. But you were throwing hard, and uh, and he said, I feel that way too. I don't know, what, I don't know why the you know he gave up a couple of home runs on bad pitches, but uh, when he uh, when he finally got established, man, he was unhittable. 
to have been a fly on the wall when Tyler Duffy greeted Josh Donaldson in the Twins Clubhouse for the first time after he was ambushed by Donaldson in a first start in Toronto. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I think that oh. home run that Donaldson hit was not officially measured by StatCast, but if it was, it would have been 700 feet. Well, I remember our outrage when they called him back, when Terry yeah. called him back, because yeah, he that? pitched that game in Toronto. Where, where that was – that had to be 15, right? 2015, yeah. When they were yeah. – when they were you know, pretending like they might get a wild card. So there was some importance to the games. And they called him up, and he got absolutely slaughtered. And then they brought him back. And, I, Terry, how could you do this, you dubby? It's, what, what are you doing? And, and he ended and up he, being their best starter was, down the stretch. He was their best they had <laughs> down the stretch, yeah. Very, uh, Shows very, what we know. Very word, but that was all curveball then. He's, yes. uh, he's, he's got nice. In fact, I think he's throwing the slider more than the curveball now. Hell, and he's throwing 95. That yeah. helps. Yeah. We never my saw guy, that from Speaking him. of 95, my guy Caleb Thubar got him out the first time. There's right. my hope to be the other lefty in the bullpen. Is that right? What a story he'd be. 35 years old, hasn't pitched in the big leagues in five years, and Spent two years with the Saints and was the Augustana pitching coach when they signed him. So that's amazing that he's been able to bump his velocity up like that, Pat. Yeah, it is. It is. It, he went, he did the whole drive line thing, you know. He did mm-hmm. got into that whole whole drive line deal, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, you know throwing good. You know, Medkevich told me that uh, he was the best relief pitcher in the International League last year, although he probably said that just to make the Tigers look stupid for not calling him up. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie, Dougie doesn't forget slights. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As uh, I once said about a, a host we had on, uh, on Hubbard at 1500, who was a great guy, a great host, but uh, – he didn't burn bridges. He nuked them. Oh. Um, and Cambridge is the same way. Yes. Dougie nukes him when he leaves. So Yeah, well, Caleb Thilbar is going to be one of those guys that's on sort of the depth option, which, by the way, I don't know when this happened, but maybe sort of overnight. Pat, you walk around Twins Camp now, and you see a bunch of guys who you can convince yourself, oh, yeah, that could be the dark horse this year who comes up and, and you know, comes out of nowhere for him. I just feel like there are so many arms there that now are throwing – Mid nineties, or they've added another pitch, or they tinkered with yeah. this. It's crazy how many projects like that they're taking on. And meanwhile, we still haven't seen my guy Fernando Romero. He oh. can't get out of the. He went, you know, he went to fly there, gave him his his uh, paperwork, and uh, the U, the customs U.S. Customs wouldn't let him in. And uh, he's still over there. I don't know what. Nobody knows what the problem is. At least nobody That's here troubling. knows what the problem is. He supposedly won't, might not make it till spring training's over. Jeez, wow! I'll talk know. about a uh, hurdle to overcome for that guy. Well, who knows? You know, you could have could have named Fernando Romero is probably not uh, not unheard of over net over there, and maybe it popped up as a there's a bad guy running around with the same name. Or oh something. wow! Who, who knows? I don't know what it is, but it's ridiculous. Jeez, you'd think the Twins should be able to help him out with that. I guess I don't know enough about well, the story. They do have uh, they do have people over in the in the minor league side who's that's their basic job is to get visas for all these uh, guys. You know, make sure they get their visas. Because so. we you know, our work visas, we have what? How many? 
I think it's seventy some you can have or something like okay. that. You could you can have seventy some visas. I think to get okay. people from other countries. Here. Well, it's a sad uh, development in the story for him because Pat last year this time we were talking about him as a possible late inning weapon for the Twins, and I, I distinctly remember that quote from Rocco Baldelli saying he's going to be a weapon for us on the staff. And boy, we haven't heard a lot of him since. No, and uh, he was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, he stopped throwing strikes. He was uh, he was throwing a lot of strikes before, but uh, stopped throwing them. Man alive, though. In March 2016, I about halfway through March in 16, I wrote that uh, Miguel Sano was out of shape and fat, and, uh, and uh, twins were disappointed in him, and uh, I got nothing but abuse about that. And, I remember uh, that. The bloggers went nuts, and we talk uh, about that a lot on the ride with Roycey. Yeah, <laughs> and they were all uh, they were all uh, upset with me. Well, let me be. Uh, four years later, he wants to be a player. He looks pretty damn good, Derek. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I at all. saw him running to first yesterday. I'm up, was sitting up here, and you know, you're almost sitting straight down the line. And honest to God, I looked down at him and wasn't sure it was him. For a for a second, wow! Because I gotta say, frankly, his big large ass wasn't as large large as it had been <laughs> when I first. Now I don't normally just first look right there at a guy, but a baseball player. He was running, and I thought, "Who is that?" You know, oh, it's Miguel. Yeah, but uh, he's uh, uh, apparently his Instagram is full of uh, workout videos from this. Uh, from this winter, he had uh, he had some trainer over there, and they had him running on country roads, and uh, you know this this drill where you bounce up steps. Yeah, sure. uh, you get you get a long, Squat long jumps. Uh, go you know on your haunches and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, he's, they showed all kinds of videos of me. He's in some big old falling down amphitheater in the Dominican, hopping up the steps and everything to get his haunches. Uh, you know, uh, even stronger. His, you know, his legs are massive. He's still a massive human being, but he looks like a rock now, man. Yeah, I would talk to him a little bit uh, at the time he signed the contract this winter, and he mentioned he's doing some more. They're kind of workouts designed for football players. This guy trains in uh, Texas, I guess. Billy Brent, I think, is the name mm-hmm. he gave me. And he's just been doing this workout well, what, thing. Did he I, get him to come to the Dominican, or Brent gave him the workouts? Yep, to do? I'm I'm actually not sure about that. I may, maybe mm. Brent did go to the DR, or maybe it was he had been in Dallas or or whatever mm. and connected with him there. Um, but you know, he's big on. He's been working out with Fernando Tatis yes. the last couple of winters, and I think that's still a part of his regimen. Yeah. But Pat, I was walking. You remember I, I told you the story a couple of weeks ago about following Josh Donaldson around, including to the backfield BP, which uh, Miguel Sano, Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, and Eddie Rosario just crushing bombas. And what stood out to me, I don't remember if Miguel must have been wearing shorts or something like that, and just the fact that this isn't a a big guy who's wide and carries a lot of fat on him. He does have some fat, but this guy has got strength for days, and his calves were just, uh, Mm. you know, NFL player calves, and and I thought to myself, geez, I I don't know if we've seen this version of Miguel Sano before. Well, last year at this time he was three ten, three fifteen, something like that. And the know? Twins kept talking him up, you know, great off season of work, great off season of work. But then of course he cut his heel in some mysterious post 
championship celebration. Mm-hmm. This year is really going to be the first time he gets a chance to to test yeah. that out. Of oh, you're training. right. Excuse me. It was two years two ago. Two years ago, he yeah. Was, he, was, he was 310, 315, and uh, we were all wondering if it was ever going to change for him. And I and, and I, I think we were all impressed last year that when he came back from that heel that he hadn't been able to do anything for, what, six weeks? Yeah. And and yet it didn't look like he gained a lot of weight during that time. It so. showed some seriousness. I, I know spring training is a time where we can always look for the optimistic story, but much like Barrios, I do just get the sense of being around Sunel that this could be a big year for him. And uh, it seems like ever since he accidentally ran over his best friend uh, from high school, leaving the bar at 3 a.m. down in the DR and uh, – Suddenly went from being arrested to it was just a prank on one of his great best friends from high school. Uh, it's it seemed to straighten him out. You know he's he's much more. I would think he can still go out and have a good time, but uh, it seems like uh, he's somebody got to, through to him. Maybe somebody from Jay Z's outfit or something got through yeah. to him to explain to him. You can either have a career where you make. $25 million or $400 million? Which do you want to make? You know, yeah. and, and, and he decided. And that can wake a lot of people up very quickly. <laughs> yes. If, <laughs> and now he's getting just a little taste now, right? $30 million? Yeah, 30 yeah. Four for 30 which could, uh, could end up being a bargain. Now, this is not to suggest he's not going to strike out 150 times. But he'll still strike out, but... Uh, uh, if you get the if you get the ball in the cookie zone, he's not going to miss it this year. Yeah, well, and it feels like maybe we'll start seeing a few more professional at bats instead yes. of him just going up and. Ha- I mean, like you said, he's gonna he's gonna strike out a fair amount because that's just that's just the type of hitter that he is. But you, it it does you, you maybe get that sense that there's going to be a few more. He's going to draw some more walks. He's just going to be a few more at bats where he's really working the count a little bit and not just going up and hacking. Yeah, and people always talk about the break and pitch away that he can look bad on, but that to me is uh, is not his big issue. His big issue is uh, trying to catch up to that good fastball at the nipples. Yeah. Uh, he's got to, uh, you know, not, you know, unless it's a two-strike pitch, he's he, he can't hit that pitch. He's got, he needs the ball down a little bit uh, to uh, to kill it. He's that, that 90s. And who can hit that ninety-seven right. up there? Up there, ninety-six. Mike Trout, I guess. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a short Doge list. when he's hot. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. Doge! Doge oh, yeah. got an invite to spring training. How about huh? that? San yeah. Diego Padres bringing in uh, former twin Brian Dozier. I believe on, on a minor, minor league. Not deal. on a major league deal. Though. Yeah. No, I believe wow. it's a minor league deal. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'll check in on that. But uh, he's got a shot to make that club. Uh, they albeit need a not a great ba- one. They got a bunch of second basemen. I guess they don't have one that they like right now. So. Yeah, well, uh, well, and his career is sort of emblematic of the the. Look, we make fun of analytics. Even I make fun of analytics uh, for for getting some things wrong or, or or missing the bigger picture. In this case, Brian Dozier is an example of well, analytics don't love guys who are fastball power hitters aging into their thirties, yes. and yeah. that's Brian Dozier right now. Yeah, it was. Uh... I'd say he went from 80 to an invite in uh, pretty quick. Uh, there, uh, that that's another example of the new administration and the way they make decisions. 
Uh, there's no doubt that if uh, if uh, the administration hadn't changed, he would have gotten a, a long-term deal for pretty good money from the Twins, mm. I, I think. I, I, yeah, I, I believe that that conversation would have happened. I heard, Pat, that by the time he left, he didn't even have an offer in hand from the Twins. No. It wasn't out shopping. It was just... You know, good luck, happy trails. Well, and you know, last year, uh, God love him, he got uh, he got the World Series ring, but as a yeah. third stringer, hmm. he, uh, you know, that that the bad sign was when uh, they needed uh, their starting second baseman when Howie Kendrick got hurt, right? Yeah, and Howie Kendrick was not playing. They went and got uh, Cabrera uh, as Osdrubal instead of letting Dozier become their second baseman. Yeah. They, they basically. Uh, they basically ended up he ended up being the third stringer at second base there. So, hmm. well, and now he's going to have to beat out Jerks and Profar, I think, for a job. He's sort of projected to be the Padres' second baseman with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis on the left side. Jerkson's uh, got a little issue uh, catching the ball, doesn't he? Mm, he's, yeah. He kicks it around a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he was one of those. He was guys. once the number one prospect in all of ball. That's right. He's one of those guys, Pat, that you always, he's still only 27. I just looked up his page. That's shocking to me. But one of those guys, they said, hey, future superstar, Jerks and Profar, and uh, yeah, now he's competing with Brian Dozier for a job in San Diego. You know, it's an interesting story down here. Adrianza. Okay. He ended up, he was hitting 120 last year in May, right, early May. Yeah. And we, we all, we didn't, everybody thought he wasn't going to make it through the week, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'll call up Nick Gordon. They're not going to put up with this much longer. And uh, he ended up, what, the next month he hit 480 or something. And he, uh, he's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, he, look back to, he was on the opening day roster in 2017, but he was on the disabled, uh, disabled list. It's still a disabled list in this part of America. Okay. Damn it. Uh, he was on the DL, but where would he be on your seniority list right now? Gosh. Uh... Entering year four, he's got to be in the top. 20 percent doesn't he oh seniority for twins players yes yeah Yeah. how many guys how many guys have been here longer than opening day 2017 yeah it's uh it's buxton kepler rosario polanco yeah was polanco up by then i'm not even sure yeah i remember polanco had that one brief call up all the way from single a this so he must have been up in like 2015 was barrios up yet I bet Barrios' yeah, yeah, first Barrios. year was 16. Yeah, yeah. Barrios um, was up for a while. You know who's a Taylor brick Rogers. outhouse, a little brick outhouse and not that little? Arise is a lot bigger guy than you think he is. Is that right? You look mm-hmm. in the batter's box, and he's kind of got that crouched over, and he, he kind of looks smallish, and he, his approach to the game kind of looks smallish. He's a thick guy, man, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not six foot, but dang close. This isn't – I mean, he would be three inches taller than Escobar, I think. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sort of the same body, but uh, three, uh, you know, boy, do they love him, though. Oh, yeah. They just, I mean, the manager, that I mean, it, it's just not, it's not like they're uh, going out of their way to constantly praise him. It's just that it's, he's he's looked at with no concern that it might not be real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. of course. No jaundiced eye comes, for that guy. Some guy comes up in the middle of the season and you think, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. But uh, he, he sure played good for three months. But, man, they just, you know, he's the second baseman and it's, there's no discussion as to what plan B is because they 
They have no uh, they have no fear that they need one. Rocco Baldell. Oh, sorry, Manny. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that that's so interesting too because you always kind of fall into that concern with guys like him like okay well yeah. this is year two now is that is yeah. that sophomore slump gonna kick in or anything like that but I mean if he's if he's gonna continue what he did last year I mean that's it's about as much yeah, as man. you can ask for and Rocco said something Pat I don't know if you were in the scrum for for when he said this that you know he said I want to start by commending the quality of his plate appearances and and there's just no higher compliment that I can give oh, other yeah. than to say that there are no major league players who take better plate appearances than Luis Arise. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what? Mr. <laughs> yeah. Understated Rocco Baldelli, yes, right. just with the bombshell of all time. Yeah. I mean, and he's not wrong. No. It's unreal. Well, it is. And, uh, well, I was talking to Adrianza a little bit this morning, and uh, I said, so how long have you known Arise? He said, I played with him in the Venezuelan League when he was 19, and he hit 370. He said he's always been able to hit. He says you, whenever you watched him, you said, "Boy, can he hit!" So mm. yeah. I don't know what I. They knew. I we've talked about this, but when they put him on the forty man last winter, remember two winters ago, they put him on the forty man. I said, "Really? Who's this really? guy?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, I know he's. I know they like him some, but they got all these other middle infielders. It's just you know I've been covering baseball for. 45 years it infuriates me it still infuriates me how much smarter the baseball people are than i am because <laughs> they you know they say ah, i don't think so what the, i don't know you're are you sure and generally speaking you know they're right hmm. generally thinking speaking they uh i've told you the you know the the great Jim Fergosi came up the other day because it was the, the anniversary of his death. And, uh, uh, you know, I used to love my conversations with him when he was scouting at the Metrodome. And we'd sit there and he'd tell me how stupid I was for about <laughs> a half hour about, about every player I mentioned. Oh, really? You like Louis Rivas? Ah, you like Louis Rivas? <laughs> okay, all right. That tells me something about you. you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? You know but, it is important uh, to have humility, I guess, yeah. in this game. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's great, but uh, yeah, I mean, honest to God, you gotta, uh, you know, I remember the year they lost 103. We were optimistic in spring training; it looked like a good club. So, you, you, but but this is this is if this is healthy, it's it's hard to envision this not being one of the five best lineups in baseball. Yeah, if, oh, if it's sure. healthy, I mean. When you consider they they they're not going to have a bad hitter in a lineup, and that's really unusual. Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, they got they got nothing when nothing but hitters. It's you know? unbelievable where they're yeah. at right now, and and the top end of that too is mm -hmm. two guys who might be knocking on the door I mean, of the Hall of Fame. I was looking today, like you know, what? How many years? Three years in a row. It's been like, oh, Eddie's here. Hey, Eddie's here. Eddie will be hitting the middle of the order. We got to go talk to Eddie. No, Eddie kind of wanders in. He's just one of the guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and he might hit seventh or eighth. Right? Yeah, which, which will either irritate him or uh, make him swing even crazier. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, and the the good part about it too, Pat, is that you if if you factor in that everybody can stay healthy, and obviously we're looking at the center fielder specifically when mm. we have that conversation, 
this is going to be a better fielding team too. I mean, they're going to be yeah, better with better with the plays, gloves. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Arai's a good second baseman, and Donaldson's a good third baseman, and Jorge'll probably be the only thing that concerns you is can Sano save the errors? Yeah, he won't save them like Maurer did in eighteen, but Crone. Uh, Crone for the first two thirds of the season played pretty good first base, and then he got banged up a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, and wasn't wasn't quite as good. But uh, uh, you know, it's uh, you know Miguel's going to have to learn to scoop over there. You can see his movements now; he's uh, he's not comfortable yet. His footwork is not comfortable around first base, which is uh, the. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, though: if they if he goes into the you know, when you're playing the shift and he goes into that second, toward the second base hole and backhands a ball and somebody gets a little frisky and tries to score on that ball, sure. you're going to have to put up with that arm. Yep, huh? good night. You, know, you, don't, you only get to see that first base arm about four times a year, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, right. but uh, that's right. that's the one thing you're kind of sad about because right. he, could, he could throw so damn well. Hey, is Justin Morneau down there yet? Haven't seen him. Okay. Boy, is he the new golden boy of this organization? They love they him. They love him on the radio. They love his, they love his thoughts on the game. Uh, they they do, uh, they love him. Uh, uh, and uh, he's gonna. I don't know. Bert's only doing thirty games. Did I hear Morneau's doing a- half of them, eighty or something? I, I think I saw that somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They love they love him. Uh, you know, I I hope he doesn't take the praise too much to heart because I think he's got some improving to do. There's days that he's really good. And there's other days that he's. Uh, he doesn't uh, give you as many great insights as people think they're getting. But uh, I think he's got a chance to be really good, but I would not declare him to be a superstar of the broadcast booth yet like sure. they seem to well, be doing. I put him in that next class of, uh, boy, a couple of years of polish on this stone, and, and he's just as good as every national guy there yeah. is. I'd take Smalley uh, in a heartbeat, but, uh, hey, but uh, not, uh, you know, the, well, I don't think he's – got the uh you know time or the inclination to do that many games anyway if, if he can help miguel sano become a league average first baseman i i think you double his salary it's <laughs> justin morneau's salary this year well uh yeah that's that 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 could be I let's guess. pat let's do this we gotta we gotta get some ads here um help patrick Royce make some uh mortgage payments on the condo down in fort myers and uh we'll be right back with the score north twin show Royce on baseball i want to ask you about this piece you wrote talking with tory hunter michael kadire etc about the astros bashing going on in major league baseball Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- Nine two five five six zero eight and set up your forty eight minute no obligation consultation. Call nine five two nine two five five six zero eight. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar coated advice. Call Mister Money Talk, Josh Arnold at nine five two nine two five five six zero eight. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. 
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you all right welcome back score north twin show racy on baseball it's patrick racy Derek wetmore manny hill hanging out with you and pat you wrote an interesting thing after talking with a couple former twins on the subject of astros bashing right now um you wrote about it from the perspective of the unity in the players association i was kind of curious about that angle uh is that something you cooked up, or are you hearing that from, from players, former players? Where'd you come across that? Well, I go back to uh, when this all started. And, uh, you know, I was covering spring training. I was covering baseball in the middle of the 70s when Marvin was uh, starting the war. And uh, you've never, I mean, why did they win? They Because uh, Marvin didn't get anybody to you know, nobody came, you know, once in a while a player would say, ah, we're, we shouldn't go on strike, but there were about four out of a thousand of them. And Marvin always, the way that we're going to beat these guys is unity, right? We're all in it together. And, uh, you know, on the field, you could have your little feud and somebody could knock somebody down. But they went through the cocaine uh, scandal together and very few, very few players came out and said, Keith Hernandez should never be allowed to play again or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then they went through the whole steroid thing. And how many shots did the players take at even a lion guy like A-Rod? How many many times did you read players taking shots at A-Rod? Yeah, not publicly. still playing. Yeah. Publicly. I mean, that's all I'm talking about. Right, right. But the thing about this union is why why is the NFL union going to take the crappiest deal ever? Because they don't have the balls to stick together and say, uh, you know, we work it. Now it's a different situation because the careers are shorter. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But this union wins because it sticks together, and this is unprecedented for the baseball union to be ripping each other as openly as they are right now. And I think that uh, there's a very good chance. That, uh, well, I talked to Taylor Rogers too, and he basically, without getting real, you know, he's going to be their player rep probably as they vote tonight. But I think that they're, uh, they're worried about, uh, the, the fact that, uh, that you got this split going on now. You got mm-hmm. these, uh, guys, uh, you know, going out and Aaron Judge and, uh, Trout and the biggest names in baseball saying that, uh, you know, I've never, I can't recall baseball players coming out and saying other baseball players should be punished more grievously, more grievously uh, than they have been. And uh, it's, uh, it's, to me, it's, uh, it's uh, very strange and uh, that, that it's gotten so fervent. And uh, I, I think it is a sample that these guys don't know where they came from. They well, don't know where this union came from. Well, it's interesting, too, Pat, is that you've got so many people that are out of baseball now or people that aren't playing anymore that are 
ripping into Mike Fires first. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you saw what well, David Ortiz said the yes, other day right. about about that, and it's so interesting. Latroy said the same thing. You know, Latroy said it what a month ago. Latroy yeah. ripped Mike Fires too, and uh, you know he's being treated by a hero by uh, by most people, and and I do like the fact that the idea that the public's never going to get over this. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the public's never going to get over this? Uh, A-Rod, the most <laughs> lying, sniveling jerk that's ever played baseball, is now a national <laughs> hero. Yes. Right? He's a national hero. That's he right. lied not once about steroids. He lied twice. Right? You got yeah. caught twice. And now everybody loves him. He's now like, everybody he's, loves he's him. My wife watches some, everybody loves him. My wife watches some reality show where he's giving people financial advice. My thing, if he walked in a room, I'd make sure I still had my billfold. And uh, <laughs> not that he needs it, but he's one of the greatest frauds in the history of sports, and we love him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Keith Hernandez, the whole co- cocaine thing, they all got suspended. What, 11 of them got suspended? Tim Raines, he was in on that. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Hernandez was, uh, what? Came back after six, three months, and they gave him a standing ovation at Chase Stadium for the cocaine. And, uh, you know, this is bad, but I still don't believe that it's, uh, that it's a standalone scandal. I think that uh, I don't know who else is going to rat out their uh, former team when they're out there and, uh, and say that, yeah, well, we were sort of stealing them, too. Maybe not as uh, not as big a plan, but I, I just this is not this is not the baseball union that I have known for forty five years. I guess is what I'm trying to say. CBA, 30, the forty five years, and yeah. negotiations are coming up. And Taylor Rogers, I was surprised. A Taylor Rogers wants the job, okay, Oof. and Tough B <laughs> a player rep. rep because he, you know, he told me this, and B, he was saying, "Yeah, we're aware of this. I mean, the union's aware of this, and the union's aware of uh, the unity." And uh, but uh, Tony Clark's in such a bad situation on this that he, uh, you know, he has to act like the the uh, the commissioner's office didn't even contact him before the that they granted them they granted the Astro players immunity without ever consulting the union. I don't buy that. Yeah, I, either he's lying or Rob Manfred's lying. Yeah, because I think the union basically told them, okay, but you you try to punish the players, we're gonna we're gonna grieve it and turn it into a mess. So yikes. Plus, the I still not a who who are we going to. Uh, are we going to have Mike Fires? If Fires give us the list of who we should uh, suspend, hmm. it, since he's already the uh, <laughs> since he's already the face of the whole scandal, let let's tell him to give you the list of who were the most who who was who were the people most involved in this, and then you can suspend them. Yeah, or we could just ask the uh, public conscience of baseball, Justin Verlander, who we should suspend. Ask yeah. him for the list. Yeah, I think he might not go along with it. Okay. Right. Well, right. How about LeBron? We can ask LeBron. LeBron's right. got an opinion on it. That's right. LeBron doesn't have enough to worry about. Now Uh-oh. he wants to be baseball commissioner. Man, oh, man. Well, our guy Rami Makhlouf has been openly petitioning for the job since he got to score north. He wants it to be a part-time job, but he said he'd take it on of in what? his spare commissioner? time. Baseball's commissioner, yeah. Well, Just because he hates Rob Manfred. Well, I uh, I hate him, but because he wants to add playoff teams, I don't care about the Astros thing. Yeah, I gonna... told you, I'm all Astros, man. I hope they win. 
I hope oh, they win 110 games. Wow. It'll be great. I think. I hope they just kick kick ass. You wow. know, just well, you, I, you, but you I like to embrace the, the villain, though. That's, that's yeah, but I, I know I do. But I, the the version is, the it the reaction to me is over the top. It's over the top. So, uh, you know, that, well, that, I I just don't. I, I think that people that are hate hate it, this is all. Oh, if anybody who loves baseball can't stand this, no, it gets more. It helps inflame the people that hate baseball. You know. Will this define Rob Manfred's run as commissioner, though? Is this going to be the first thing that everybody thinks about when he's when that time comes when he's no longer commissioner, whenever that's going to Which be? Is could that be about two weeks from now? But uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> actually, because he's been able to get labor peace the uh, previous two times, he probably won't get uh, fired again. But oh yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll you know when he dies, that'll be the second paragraph in his uh, in his obit, you know. So that'll be uh, you know. Is uh, now and his, my second graph might be, Ricey famously supported the Astros in the scandal. <laughs> <laughs> then what's the first graph? <laughs> uh, just that you're dead. <laughs> it was the age. Yeah, um, just that you're dead in the age, and uh, he battled obesity his entire life. Something like that. Defeated alcoholism, battled obesity. <laughs> yeah, he. He took care of the whiskey, but he couldn't take care of the food. Hall, the Hall of Fame ball writer. All those are going to be squeezed uh, into yeah, that first no, paragraph. No, it'll say, was uh, failed to be elected to the Hall of Fame 14 straight years. <laughs> uh, 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 breaking the record of Susan Lucci for the uh, for the uh, daytime soap opera Emmys. Pat, we're pulling for you. You're going in with Tony L. That's, what, that's the official stance of the Score North Twin Show. Well, uh, we got Nick Cafardo in, and I'm all on that. Two days ago was the anniversary of Nick's death down yes. here. And uh, I want Fraley. I want Fraley in next year. Yeah. So I, we got to get him on the ballot first, but I want the great Jerry Fraley in. So that's uh, that's that's my first priority in that area. Excellent. Anyway, that's uh, my, uh, you know, the I, it, it just, I, I go back from the start when these guys, when Marvin, all of you know, Marvin had two Bobos. He had Murray Chess at the New York Times and Jerome Holtzman, who then was at the Sun-Times and later at the Chicago Tribune. Those were his two guys. The rest of us all, ah, this Marvin's trying to ruin baseball. He's trying to ruin baseball. He's going to drive guys like Calvin out of the game. Well, okay. And, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's they've gone through a lot together this union and uh i think the uh i think what's happening now is is not good for their uh for the for the uh, group uh that uh, they're not uh, hanging together here two things make me worried about covering baseball in 2020 pat it's the cba coming up after next season and it's the uh, sort of fallout from this cheating scandal uh, to know how far this is going to mushroom and i don't know yeah, I don't know if people are going to get bored with it or not. Right. I, I think if you – the worst thing Manford could do is now uh, give in to the pressure and change his mind and try to suspend players, and mm. it would really turn into a mess. Yep, that know? would just dial it up all and over again. You know what it's going to cost you at the gate? Eh, your, your attendance has already been down, what, 3% a year for about three years here? Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to – attendance is going to probably fall again just because it's fallen. I don't think it's going to cost you five people. Hmm. Well, so. what, what I'm interested in, too, guys, is what what is going to happen 
any time, whether it's intentional or not, any time an Astros player yeah. gets hit by a pitch. Yeah, or gets brushed back. That's uh, right. Yeah, or uh, or if uh, well, it does uh, when does uh, Houston and Oakland play all year long? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fires are going to have to pitch him against them sometime, right? Sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh man. You're going to see the old Jackie Robinson bunt down the first baseline and somebody run right over his back when he goes to field it. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, I think I think Jackie Robinson famously did that to Sal the Barber Bagley. The, I think it was Bagley. Just blew yeah. him the, up running the down the first base. The guy from the Giants uh, liked to throw at everybody, and mm-hmm. he bunted down the first baseline, damn near killed him. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. There's no doubt about it. You know what? Everybody thinks this is terrible for baseball. Created more interest in baseball in March than it has in years. <laughs> Did you see that great Astros lineup? They broke out for their first game. There were 50 reporters there. Wow. To see that first game, Jeez. there were 50 reporters there. <laughs> they didn't have anybody, even the Astros had heard of in the lineup. <laughs> they had... They had the nine most anonymous guys ever. Of course, well, they're they're playing the Nats, who are the other, you know, the on the other side of the same facility. Yeah. So. Did you see the tweet that was being shared around on social media this past week, Pat, where the fan brought up he had uh, Houston asterisks sign, and he was holding that at the spring training game. And guess what? Uh, Astros team facilities management or whatever did they went and they stole his sign, criticizing sign stealing. Kind of a weird look for the Astros to be stealing signs right now, don't yes. you think? Well, those are that's uh, that. It doesn't surprise me though. It doesn't surprise me at all. So, I I didn't look to see what they did yesterday if they had their if they had their guys play or not. I haven't looked at the box score. I did look at the Twins box score on uh, ESPN last night uh, yesterday because I only stayed for about five innings here and I wanted to get the uh, final results. And uh, I think we had a little computer glitch because they had the the uh, the pitchers from both teams pitching 35 innings, and they had uh, they had about 180 at bats in the game. So on, it I felt mean, like we, that. We little, no, it wasn't that bad. It was uh, it was uh, kind of a kind of a little glitch there. So. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, what do we got for the Twins here today? Uh, not that uh, you guys, this will be running later, or well, actually it won't be because we're not on the air tonight. So podcast uh, only today on the Twins show. Manny will post this right up. But you got Louis Arise leading off, Eddie Rosario hitting second, Nelly Cruz is playing, and uh, oh, then wow. after that it's the uh, the Scribinis. And by the way, you know who's the best hitter in spring training after three days? Willens Ostadio. Is that right? <laughs> now the fact that he played in the Venezuelan league and hit three sixty or something and played. 60 games down there. Nobody even knew the league was going on because of the boycott, but he yeah. played all year. Wow. And uh, he's just hitting rockets, man. And he looks like he's up about 10, too. He's not mm. – he doesn't – didn't go home and get himself in taut physical condition, <laughs> but he's uh, – I don't know. What are they going to do? They love him in the they, clubhouse, they, man. They keep but... saying, okay, if he's your extra if, – if you keep him instead of Cave, okay, or Lamont Wade. Sure. Then it's then it's all Marwin is uh, your your only extra outfielder is Marwin. Yeah, that's why it's so tough. I it's if yeah, everyone I, I stays can't healthy, believe they they got to keep an outfielder. Yeah, I if think. everyone stays healthy, Pat, I don't see La Tortuga making the opening day twenty six. No, somebody will take him though. They'll some sort of Well, does he have an option left? Him. Or is he out of minor league options? 
I think he does have an option okay. left, but it's just, I mean, at some point you got to yeah, give yeah, him a yeah. shot, right? Sure. You don't want to send him back down. And, although they could put him on the uh, Rochester uh, ferry, too, up and down, up and down. Yeah, maybe it. they'll start the year with 12 pitchers and 14 players, too. And get a Williams uh, bobblehead going in uh, Rochester, New York. I bet yes. that would pack the park. But, man, alive. You know what? You know, he was put the ball and play guy when he first, you know, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. He's swinging. He's swinging from his cheeks now, man. He's trying to He's trying to be a home run hitter. His and, not uh, inconsiderable cheeks, Patrick. He was walking through the clubhouse this morning screaming out something to, to everybody, some battle cry word, and I, I wish I had your uh, – familiarity with Spanish there, Wetmore, because I had no idea what the hell he was saying. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else did, but he was he was making a fuss about something. I don't know what it was, but it was it good-natured as always, you know. He's a leader. I'll give him that. <laughs> oh, He's man. a leader. What a beauty. They love what, that guy. What a beauty. And if I, it, it, he'd be perfectly happy if no, if no reporter ever tried to talk to him either. He yes. Just, he just wants to hit. Your theory, uh, is it your theory or is it Judd Zulgad's theory about Mike Zimmer be perfectly happy coaching in an empty uh, arena at 2 a.m. <laughs> at Eden Prairie High School? That is Williams Estadio baseball player, for sure. By the way, I love the sp- their spin on Everson Griffin that uh, he asked for his release. No, you were going to cut his pay by about – how far are they going to cut his pay, Manny? Half? At least, least. man. At least they got no cap space right now. They're trying to get whatever cap space they can get. So it would have been at least half, I think. It's all over for them boys. It's a, it's the Twins' world now because they're going. That team's going to the tank. Wow. (laughs) With their promising young coaching staff. Yeah. You should hire me as a media consultant. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? I'd fit right in age-wise. That's the official suggestion of the Score North Twin Show, Mm -hmm. Royce on Baseball. Uh, Pat, that'll do it for this week. We're singing the anthem here today, but I got the window. If you got the windows closed, you're not showing disrespect. No, no, ultimate oh, respect. So we'll let you get out of here, and you got another show to tape. Um, Patrick, hey, did you did you, you hear it was just the 40th anniversary of the Lake Placid thing? I, uh, no, somebody, I didn't. That never came across my timeline. Yeah, I ran across had that. no idea, Pat. Oh, man. I think we should have given that more publicity. Uh, Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer, by the way, revealing that the uh, Wild to play the Blues at the uh, Winter Classic. They did a little. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you thought you might be. I'll have to change my starting time for Florida, but move it up a week. We'll have to let uh, Judd get in here and break that all down with you. The upcoming Winter Classic at Target Field next year. All right. Judd's buried. It's trade deadline day. I'm sure he's nervous as hell. He's he's trying to trade seven guys. All right. See you. See you, Pat. He's Patrick Royce, uh, Manny Hill, Derek Whitmore back in the studio saying, see you next week on the Score North Twin Show, Royce on baseball. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. 
And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.